Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 144, How to Find Time for Podcasting. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. The biggest tool I think we all need for producing a successful podcast is time. And so many of us will often feel like we don't have the time to produce a good podcast. And here's the deal. We all have the same amount of time. We all have 160 hours per week, 24 hours per day. And it's how you use that time that really makes the difference and how you're setting aside the time for podcasting. Alana Frederick had commented and asked me the question of covering this topic, how do you find time to podcast? So thank you, Alana, so much for that question. I really appreciate it. Let's cover this. I've got nine tips for you on how to find time for podcasting. Number one, recognize the time requirements. Number two, separate your tasks. Number three, or batch your tasks. Number four, schedule your time. Number five, use a timer for focus. Number six, simplify and don't attempt too much. Number seven, remove something else from your schedule. Number eight, get reminders or accountability. And number nine, get help. Let's go through these. You can find out and follow along if you'd like in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 144. Number one, recognize the time requirement. Podcasting takes time and doing it well takes even more time. You could certainly have a podcast where you just sit down, record for 20 minutes, publish that exactly as is, spend no other time whatsoever, just the 20 minutes and the time it takes to upload the file. And you could have a podcast, yes. But would it be a very high-quality podcast? Probably not. And it wouldn't be very searchable. It wouldn't build your audience because all you would be doing would be spending that 22, 25 minutes on a 20-minute podcast. That's that's not enough time to produce something that's really high-quality. For quality audio content, you should assume at least a 4-to-1 ratio Four hours of preparation and production for every one hour of audio content. So that four hours could be in your preparation for it, spending time gathering your links, your information, building your outline, writing your show notes, whatever information you do ahead of time. Or it could be some of the stuff that you do afterward, such as editing out your ums and uhs, or just editing your audio in general, enhancing the audio production, publishing your episode. And then that one hour of recording the actual content and presenting that as you record. That's for audio. Video is even higher. I've heard Ray Ortega from the Podcaster Studio talk about video is at least an 8 to 1 ratio in the number of hours it will take for one hour of video. So if you want to do a 20-minute video, it's going to take 8 times that to produce that, to edit it down, to do all of these things. I found that some of the videos that I do, my training videos, which you can see at theaudacitypodcast.com slash YouTube or slash iTunes video. It's my separate video edition with separate content. If you watch some of those videos, they are short, 15 minutes or so, 
but they take me hours and hours to produce. I remember one time thinking, oh, I'll just plop out a 10-minute video. Shouldn't take me very long. I've got about an hour here to work with. So no, not at all. It took me much longer than that for a 10-minute video. So keep this thing in mind of the ratio that it will take. If you want to do an hour-long podcast, then it may mean that for audio, you're going to have to set aside five hours to get that podcast out there in a high-quality way and make sure that your content is great as well. If you're going to do a one-hour video podcast, oh boy, set aside an entire day at least to edit that. That's why you'll one of the main reasons why you'll often see when people do video they keep it short because the shorter means they spend less time editing it but also the attention span with video ironically is a little bit shorter or significantly shorter than with audio so when you're watching videos on youtube people want those videos to be short because they want to see it and they have to give it their full attention in order to consume it but audio very easy to consume so it's easier to go long in audio because people can consume it anywhere. So number one, recognize the time requirements and realize you're not going to get a good podcast out there if the only time you spend on it is the time actually presenting your content into the recording. You have to spend other time around it, planning it, preparing your content, presenting your content, producing it, promoting it, all of this stuff, all of these P words that go along with it. And that's number two, separate your tasks. Podcasting can be broken down to essentially four basic overall tasks, and each of them start with the letter P. Number one, preparation. This is where you collect your ideas, you deliver or develop your outline, gather your links and resources that you're going to use within your episode or things that you want to mention that you want to make sure you get accurate, and you may even want to write your show notes ahead of time. This is all preparation. Then Number two, presentation is recording your episode, whether that be audio or video, presenting your information into the recorded form. Number three, post-production, that's editing your recording, completing your show notes, and even publishing your episode out there. And number four, promotion. This is going out to social media and letting people know that your latest episode is in the feed, making sure that your email list has the latest information and knows that it's available and and posting about it on social networks, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of these different places that you might post your content or mention your content, promoting it out there. And this can be a long process, not something that just happens on the day of, but you may repeat this uh, throughout the week. So these four things, these four tasks are the basic overall tasks that you'll have with your podcast. Now, each of these have little bits that we'll get into in just a moment, but you may find it easier to make tasks or make time for each of these tasks one at a time. For example, maybe on Monday and Tuesday, each day you spend an hour each preparing content for your podcast writing your show notes, collecting your links, your images, getting your ideas, um, collecting all of the feedback that you're going to use in your podcast, all of that stuff. And then you record your episode on Wednesday. Then you leave it after you, you have recorded it. You leave it there. Then you edit it on Thursday and then publish and promote it on Friday. That's an example of separating your tasks over time. You could even subdivide these tasks into their smaller parts, like your preparation has so many smaller components to it, writing your show notes, getting your links, getting images, 
validating information, doing the research necessary for each of these things. So you could subdivide these and make them even easier throughout the week. What I recommend is when you're preparing your episode, pick your topic as early as possible or pick your stories or whatever kind of content that you're going to present. Pick that as early as possible and then always have something with you that you can use to take notes when you have that random inspiration of something that comes along. You could use Evernote, SpringPad, Google Docs, a draft post on your WordPress blog. You could use a journaling app. You could use all kinds of different apps out there, even just the simple notes or a paper and pencil, just something that is accessible, convenient, and simple that will allow you to take notes on these things. I have a list of upcoming topics that I want to cover in the Audacity to Podcast, and every now and then I just have a moment of inspiration of here's something else that would be great to cover, or suddenly I'll realize, hey, this is a great illustration of this particular point in this particular upcoming episode. So I'll just quickly go jot it down, and then it's there for me to come back to at some later point. So I'm subdividing those tasks and splitting them up, carrying them, uh, splitting them across time, that is, and carrying something with me so that I can produce my thoughts onto some type of recording, audio, paper, whatever, so that I have these things to pull from later on when I start actual pre, actually presenting my content. So that's number two. Separate your tasks, and you'll find more time then to focus on those separate tasks. Number three, or batch your tasks. You may find great success when you put all of your tasks together and just knock them out in one single blow. Look at people like John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire or Cliff Ravenscraft from gspn.tv. Both of them record just about all of their podcast episodes on a single day. John Lee Dumas records all of his episodes currently on a Monday, and he has a daily podcast. So he's recording all of his episodes on one day and then has much more time to release those out. He's batching it together like that. That's great because it really gets you in that focus, in that mindset of that kind of content. I've done this a few times with the ramen noodle where we pre-recorded several episodes together. And I still look back at some of those episodes when we recorded three episodes in one night of our comedy podcast, that those were some of the best episodes because after two hours or so of recording content, we were just, we were really silly, having a lot of fun. Our listeners who were joining us live for all three hours were having a lot of fun too. It was a great time and we produced great content that way because we were really getting into that zone. If you batch your tasks as well for your content, this can help you get in that zone as well. This is what I do with the Audacity to Podcast. I start and finish everything on Monday. I start in the late morning and finish in the late afternoon. So I'm in that zone of thinking about the content that I want to share from when I start working on my notes to when I finish and have a published episode. I'm in that zone the whole time. That works for me. So number two and number three, separate your tasks or batch your tasks. That's really up to you which way works better for you. But if one way doesn't seem to be working, then try the other way. Maybe that way will work better for you. So that's number three, batch your tasks. Number four, schedule your time. 
I've heard many successful people say something like, if it's not on the calendar, it won't happen. And that works for us too. Because if you don't schedule something, intentionally set aside time to do something, then you probably won't get it done. Schedule it. Every Monday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on my calendar is blocked out for the Audacity to Podcast. I have 11 to 2 is my preparation time. And then from 2 to 3 is recording time. And then 3 to 4 is publishing and editing time. So I know every Monday, this is my schedule. When my time is coming up to 11 o'clock in the morning, I know I need to wrap up whatever I'm doing because I have another I have another appointment that I need to get to, and that is producing my podcast. So if you schedule it, then it can be something that you can stick with. And you know every day or every Monday or every Tuesday at this particular time, you're doing this specific thing then it can become a lifestyle. Others can understand that. And it's also a great benefit, especially if you are live streaming, because if you live stream randomly, then you won't build a big live audience. But like I live streamed the Audacity podcast, just the audio live on noodle.mx slash live slash audio. Right now, I'll make a handier link for that in the future if I decide to stick with audio only. But I do that live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern time over there. You can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash live, and it will take you to the right page on the right day. So because I have it built into my schedule, it's easy to know this is coming up. I need to have content ready, and I have that time set aside. So for you, schedule that time. It could be scheduling your entire session of when you're going to record or knowing that you will always record content at this particular time, so you better have your content ready regardless of when you prepare it. You better have it ready at this time. That's one of the reasons why I like live streaming is because it helps keep me accountable with this, but I'll talk more about accountability a little bit. So number four, schedule your time. Number five, use a timer for focus. This is really simple, but it is amazingly powerful. We all have 168 hours per week, and if you try searching for that time to use, you won't find it. And what often happens is when we happen to run across some time, we don't take full advantage of it. You really have to be intentional to make the time for what you want to do and to make that time work for what you want to work on. I found that something as simple as a timer can do wonders for my productivity. And I shared this in an episode of Beyond the To-Do List, Eric Fisher's podcast, which you can look at over at beyondthetodolist.com slash Daniel J. Lewis is my episode over there. Or that's also uh, beyondthetodolist.com slash 23 for episode 23. And I talked about the Egg Timer website. It's e.ggtimer.com allows you to just launch a web page and it's a timer. That's all it does. You set a timer on it and you can enter 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 seconds. You could use a kitchen timer or you could use your iPhone or any kind of mobile device, some kind of timer. And here's what you do with it. Here's a way I suggest that you could use it. Set your timer for 25 minutes or however long you decide and then work on only your podcast during that time. Don't look at Twitter. Don't look at Facebook your email, 
YouTube, don't answer the phone, don't look at text messages, put your phone on do not disturb, don't play with things on your website, don't experiment with things, don't go searching for things, don't get distracted by anything, focus only on your task for those 25 minutes and know that in your mind that when that timer runs out, then you can do these other things. So if you get that impulse to check Twitter, just know, oh, no, I can't check it right now, but I can check it in only 20 minutes or 15 minutes or however long you have left on your timer. That way you can focus entirely on what you are doing. And this works in so many great ways that I've found. Just a simple timer. Then when your time is up, you have an option. You have a couple options. You could take a break and then move on to something else. You could then look at Twitter, Facebook, email, whatever, and come back and start a new timer and refocus. Or maybe you're in that zone and you really feel like, oh, I can't stop right now. I'm on a roll. Well, then all you have to do is just reset your timer for another 25 minutes and continue in that focus path. What I found that's so amazing is when I do this and really focus during that time, and then I hit that timer, I'm kind of surprised because time has flown by. I've gotten a lot done and I'm in that zone. So I reset the timer and I was in such a more focused zone then than if I'd just been working for the convenience of it before without the timer. So something as simple as a timer can work great. And if you're using e.ggtimer.com, that's eggtimer.com basically, then all you have to do is refresh the page and it restarts the timer. Once you go to a timer like e.ggtimer.com slash two five minutes, that's what you can do for a 25 minute timer and follow a pattern very similar to that. And this works great because you can focus well, avoid those distractions and get done what you need to get done for your podcast. So that's number five, use a timer for focus. Number six, simplify and don't attempt too much. I found that podcasters typically struggle with one or both of two mistakes. Either they don't intentionally set aside the time to podcast and therefore their podcast is basically a pod fade in progress. And I talk about that often as uh, when I started the Ramen Noodle, my flagship clean comedy podcast, I did not schedule it. I didn't intentionally set aside the time and it was basically a pod fade in progress until I decided to commit to it. But the other thing that people often do is they don't realize how much time it will take to do what they want. The higher you raise this bar of perfection in your podcast for what you want it to be, the longer it will take you to release any kind of content out there. If you want to edit every single um and uh and pause that's longer than so many seconds or milliseconds from your audio episode, then you will waste away in front of your audio editor for hours and hours and hours removing these things. And it, it becomes a major pain because you're trying to be too perfect. But if you try to do this for video, it's even worse because video, you could get really fancy with transitions, animations, effects, lower thirds, and so much more. And you'll find that a five-minute video will easily turn into hours and hours and hours of editing the five 
minute video because of all of these fancy things that you want to do. Try to simplify it. Simplify what you want to do, especially if you're doing video. It's very easy to try and get fancy and do all of these animations and stuff, but simplify it. Do you really need that text on the screen? If so, can you just copy and paste a template that you've used elsewhere and just type in the different text? Learn how to use your tools too, and that can really help you simplify your workflow so you're not having to create a Photoshop document every time you just want to change some text in your video. But when you simplify these things, it will take less time. But also, simplify your standards. I'm not necessarily saying lower your standards, but do simplify how those standards play out in your audio. I've decided that I'm not going to go through my audio and edit out every single um and uh. But what I do is I work hard not to say um and uh very often. So I don't have that much to edit. I will edit if something goes catastrophically wrong. Like right there, I could have gone back and edited where I missaid or didn't say catastrophically correctly, but I just corrected myself and I'm moving on with it. I'm not going to go back and edit that because if I did, it would take longer just to find that spot and to edit it. And even professional radio hosts would let something like that slide and you'll hear them have these things. You'll hear them have glitches. You'll hear them mispronounce something. They'll stumble over their words. They'll mess up communicating a particular topic. Professional speakers will do this many times too. It's okay. You don't have to be perfect. The more you try to be perfect, the more of your time will be eaten up by your project and you'll get podcasts out there very, very slowly. And you may decide to give up on podcasting because it may seem like it's just taking too much work. Another way that you can look at simplifying is simplifying your workflow and some of the things that you do. Sometimes this involves throwing money at your podcasting workflow. And generally the way it works is you can do almost everything in podcasting for almost free, but it takes a lot of time to do And it's very complicated. It takes a lot of knowledge. So free costs in time and knowledge and all of these other aspects. But often you can throw money at your equipment or at the software you're using and speed up your workflow or sometimes improve your quality as well. Buying a better mic might mean that you don't have to do as much noise removal afterward. Or maybe buying some sound panels for your room that you're recording in can mean you don't have to mess with your mic so much to get just the perfect volume level so that you're not getting much room noise. Those kinds of things. Look for those ways that you can simplify your workflow. One of the ways that I do this, and I still have to remind myself of this sometimes, it's like that forehead slapping moment of like, duh, why didn't I think of this? If you look at the show notes for episode 143, go back there, theaudacitypodcast.com slash 143, you'll see some really cool pictures of some discs. It was the episode when I talked about podcast backups. I spent about 30 minutes looking on stock photography websites, free as well as paid sites, looking for the right image that I could use. I was looking for either something that was free, that was licensed for commercial use, or I was looking for something that was inexpensive from a site like iStockphoto or Photolia or any of those premium stock photography websites. I found a couple that looked pretty good, but I just didn't feel like paying for these simple images. And then it hit me, wait a minute, I've got a camera, I've got discs, 
So I grabbed my camera and took a picture of these discs, did some basic, super basic, super fast color adjustment, cropped it, and I had an image to use that looked just like what I was looking for. And I had it available within five minutes. So I wasted 30 minutes trying to find the right image, and I could have spent money on one of those images, or it took me five minutes to take a photo to make that image. And that's, yes, I use a digital camera. I use a digital SLR camera, the Canon T4i, and I've got uh, an affiliate link in the show notes if you're interested in picking up one of those great cameras too, or the T5i or anything else newer that comes out. But you could even grab your iPhone or your iPad or any kind of mobile device and snap a photo that way. And then you don't have to buy the photo. You may even be able to get a better photo for what you want to do than what's out there already that people have. So this can be a way to simplify your workflow and make it go faster for you. Just look at what you're doing and you'll find ways to simplify. Look at what's repetitive. Is that something that you can turn into an automated process and then simplify Or are you trying to be too perfect in certain areas? Don't try to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Sure, you can edit yourself to sound like you're perfect, but you don't have to be. So simplify and you'll have more time for your podcast. Number seven, remove something else from your schedule. The easiest way to make time for one thing is to remove something else or not to do something else that's in your schedule. And if your podcast is a high priority to you, then you'll need to decide what other lower priorities can be sacrificed for your podcast. Maybe this means not watching that particular TV show. And do you really want to stick it through? You were kind of not liking it that much anyway. Maybe you should just stop watching it and you'll have that extra time. Maybe this means not reading as many RSS feeds. Maybe this means not signing up for as many email newsletters. This could mean all kinds of things. But look for those things that you can cut out in order to have other time. Let me give some other advice here. Relationships aren't on this list. Always keep your relationships as the highest priority, but you can agree with your relationships that certain times can be set aside for certain things. And this is much easier if you have a specific schedule to say, maybe husbands, you could say to your wives, Every Monday night at 8 p.m., I'm going to record an episode for an hour. Is that okay with you? And then you can have that as a set thing that, like, for example, my wife knows that on Mondays at 2 p.m., I'm recording the Audacity podcast. So she knows not to make a lot of noise in the kitchen or come down asking me questions or anything like that. She knows this is that time for recording that and work with this. This is a great way to find that time, especially, and maybe your relationships can help if you are having to spend time taking your kids somewhere, and that's uh, something that you could do or some time that you could use for your podcast. Maybe there's a way that you could get your wife involved with you or your spouse involved with you to help this time be a little bit more productive or take this responsibility from you so you have time. Work with your relationships, but don't discard them in order to make time for your podcast. The podcasts that have, have not had lasting relationships. Number eight, get reminders or accountability. 
It's very easy these days to use certain tools to set up reminders for you or some kind of notifications that remind you of something you need to do or something that's on your calendar. Use these. Set these up to remind you of these things. They can't even remind you ahead of time. Think of your episode content three days in advance. So that way you're reminding yourself, oh yeah, I need to pick out what I'm going to share in this podcast episode that's three days from now, but you can pick your topic and then you can start thinking about it subconsciously or just occasionally reviewing your notes. But you could even take this a little bit step uh, step further by asking someone to help keep you accountable with your time. Maybe it is calling you in the mornings to make sure that you wake up on time. Maybe it is uh, someone who you know is depending on you to release an episode at a certain time or on a certain day. And many podcasters sometimes may not realize the importance of having a fairly consistent schedule. Now, this isn't something you necessarily owe your audience, but it is something your audience might start to rely on and in some ways schedule their lives around. This could be that, for example, the Audacity to Podcast comes out on Monday late afternoons. Maybe you're the type that you look forward to Tuesday mornings or maybe your drive home from work on Monday evenings to listen to the latest episode of the Audacity to Podcast. If I didn't have that episode out in time, then your commute would be, let's face it, your commute would be boring. You know it would be. You might have to actually use that thing in just below the clock. It has some knobs or buttons below it. Yeah, that's not the air conditioner, but the other thing, the thing that makes noise come out of your car, you might have to use that for entertainment instead of your iPod or your iPhone or some kind of mobile device. But people will start relying on your podcast to have content out at a consistent time. And these things are actually a form of accountability for you. And you can keep these things in mind to remember, maybe especially if a listener has contacted you and said, oh, thank you so much for your episodes. I know, for example, our Once Upon a Time podcast, our listener Noni, and actually she often listens to the Audacity to Podcast. I know that Noni loves to burn our podcast episodes on an audio CD and play them in her car the following day. I know that. Now, I also know that when I adjusted our publishing schedule, that it means that it affects Noni's listening schedule. And I know that if I don't release an episode on a typical time, then Noni won't have that episode available for her commute. Think about that with your listeners. In fact, put names to them if you know. Like right now, I see in the chat room, I see Kenneth, Troy, and Robert in the chat room right now while I'm recording this episode live. And I could think about if I don't publish this episode tonight, then Robert won't have it tomorrow. It won't inspire his day at work tomorrow, or it won't give him that laugh that he needs after the hard day of work today. That's a form of accountability between you and your audience. And remember that and set reminders so that you can stay accountable with your audience. But it's not necessarily something you owe them but it is something that's really nice to be able to give them as a gift. So that's number eight, get reminders or accountability. And number nine, get help. If the workload is just too much for you and you really want to maintain a certain level of quality and production style and all of this, 
and it's just too much or you have too many other responsibilities and you can't drop the podcast, which you could say that's kind of a slightly bonus number 10 or ghost number 10 is maybe you should stop podcasting, but I'm not going to include that in here. But if you can't drop the podcast and you just can't find the time for all of these things around the podcast, maybe it's time to get someone else to help. You could look in all kinds of places for help. For example, a volunteer that's passionate about your content that's from your community. Put the word out there. Just ask, hey, I need someone who can help me with this. And look at it as just individual tasks, not say, I want someone who can do this, 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 and this. No one will be able to fit that. But say, I need someone who can find a good picture for me in 15 minutes. Something like that can work really well. Of course, you can hire a virtual assistant as well, and that's available at different rates depending on whether you're hiring someone from the United States or from the Philippines or some other country, and you can get them at different pay rates. In fact, I'm looking at doing this as well, of hiring a virtual assistant, because I realized I've reached that point where, not that I'm extremely profitable, but that I'm spending my time doing a lot of not very profitable things, things that need to be done, but that don't make as much money or are distracting me from doing the things that make money. You could also bring in an intern from a local school. If your local college or some kind of technical school is teaching people how to work with multimedia, ask them, hey, I'm a podcaster. I produce this internet radio show, if you want to call it that, and tell them what you do, how you do it, and what kind of skills that you're looking for, offer to sign anything, write up any reports, anything like that. And you might be able to find an intern who can do this for you at little or no cost, or in some cases, you may even get paid by providing the training to the intern. You could contract a consultant to help you with these things, such as a specialist audio editor. You could even pay a family member to do these things for you. For a while, with our Once Upon a Time podcast, I was getting my wife, Jenny, to write the show notes. She would listen to the podcast again afterward, and she would write the show notes while she was listening. And that got to be a little bit too much because of other things she wanted to pursue. So then we looked to our community and found several community members who were really willing to help us out and could do a great job at writing show notes and helping us in other ways. So now we have all kinds of tasks that our community is helping with us with. So when you look at your podcast, you may be thinking, well, there's not really much here that I trust someone else to do. And definitely go over to michaelhyatt.com and search for designation and volunteers. And you'll get a couple episodes that he's talked about how to designate things and how to get volunteers to help you with projects. And it's very much a trust issue, yes. But the more your training is effective, then the more you can trust those people. So here are a few things, a short list of some ideas that you could use for if you hire a virtual assistant or your community can help you with your podcast so you can focus on producing and recording the great content. For example, writing show notes, finding photos, editing audio or video, shooting extra footage, curating the content for you, filtering your email, that right there, by the way. That is huge if you have any kind of fan podcast where you receive a lot of email, which we do for our Once Upon a Time podcast. We get so many emails, and a lot of them are great messages, but they just don't work in the podcast. Maybe they're too long, 
or it's something we're already talking about, or it's just an opinion that doesn't need to be shared necessarily. So we have a volunteer helping us simply filter our email and say, yes, this is a good one. I think you should include this in the podcast, not this one, this one, and so on. They could also help you with moderating your public messages like your website comments or your the forums that maybe your website has. They could help you with scheduling guests for your podcast or help by scheduling you as a guest for other podcasts. They can help in promoting you in social networks, Twitter, Facebook, all of these places, and so much more. So look at ways that you can bring help in to reduce the time you're having to spend on these things. And especially if you're pulling someone from the community, they may be thrilled to be part of your podcast. Make sure you thank them and thank them publicly as much as possible. What I'm getting back into with our Once Upon a Time podcast is I have a list of people to thank for our podcast. And I say special thanks to our whole team of volunteers who helped make this podcast possible. And then I list each of the people and how they help very, very shortly. Just like saying Slurpees 108 for feedback organization. Aaron J. Winnie and Corbin for show notes, Hunter Hathaway for spoilers, Rumpel's Girl and Matthew Paul for forum moderation, Pikov and Dropoff for transportation, and so on and so forth. Make that list of things you need done for your podcast. Reach out to your community and get that help or hire someone and train them how to do this professionally. These things, and you can pick and choose from all of these ideas that I've shared with you can help you then find that time or even better, make the time to podcast and podcast successfully. So that list again is number one, recognize the time requirements. Two, separate your tasks. Three, or batch your tasks. Four, schedule your time. Five, use a timer for focus. Six, simplify and don't attempt too much. Seven, remove something else from your schedule. Eight, get reminders or accountability, and nine, get help. These nine tips will work for you almost no matter what your circumstance is and what your schedule is. But in Elena's specific case, she was asking about how to find time to podcast when a quiet environment is limited. This is the same thing, really. You're having to find time because quiet environment has time restrictions, just like your free time has time restrictions. So you can treat whatever kind of time restrictions that you have on your recording, treat that equally, and then apply these principles to it. And you may be able to then make the time, whether that be staying up late, getting up early, or waking up in the middle of the night and recording, or changing something else in your schedule so that you can move where that quiet time is. So I'd like to hear from you. How are you taking advantage of the time and how are you making time for podcasting? Or let's put this another way. How are you redeeming the time? I like a verse that is in the Bible. It's in the book of Ephesians chapter four, verses 15 through 18. And even if you don't try to live by the Bible, like I do, this verse can still apply with some great advice. The verses say, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Or another translation says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. Here's a moral that you can take from this. Don't waste your time. 
make sure that you're making the best use of your time. And sometimes that might mean cutting out the parties, the fun stuff, the stuff that isn't making the best use of your time so that you can redeem that time. And if you're wasting a lot of time, well, I think we can all agree that's downright foolish. Sorry, a Texas accent came out there. So I'd love to hear from you. How is it that you make time for your podcast? What are some of the time-saving tricks that you use or ways that you ensure that you are consistent with your podcast and you always produce great content with the time that you have? I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 144. And you can also get this list of ideas and links that I mentioned there in the show notes as well. I'd also love to hear from you. What would you like to hear in a future episode of the Audacity to Podcast? Just like Alana Frederick had commented on an episode and let me know what she wants to hear. I'd love to hear from you. Please email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right from the website. And whenever you do that, make sure that you tell me the name of your podcast. That way I can link to it in the show notes and let you get that credit back so people will know where they can check you out for your content. If they like your voice, like your question, or just think you're someone cool, then they can check you out. Also, coming up is the Podcast Awards. Please nominate our podcast for the Podcast Awards The award nominations start on October 1st, and you can only nominate podcasts once. The voting, which will start on November 1st, you can do every single day, and you can pick multiple podcasts to vote for each time that you vote. But the nominations, you have to pick all of your nominations and submit them once. And the nominations will be open for two weeks until October 15th. So please nominate our podcasts from Noodle Mix Network for the podcast awards. Here's the way I'd love for our podcast to be nominated. For People's Choice, Beyond the To-Do List with beyondthetodolist.com. For Best Produced, Once-Once-Upon-A-Time Podcast, that is our technical full name, and the web address is oncepodcast.com. For Business, Beyond the To-Do List, beyondthetodolist.com. For Comedy, The Ramen Noodle-Cleancomedypodcast at cleancomedypodcast.com. And Entertainment, once, once upon a time podcast at oncepodcast.com. And for technology, this show, The Audacity to Podcast at theaudacitypodcast.com. It's an honor just to make it into the nominations. And if you have certain podcasts that you're trying to get nominated into certain categories, please email those to me because I'd love to know what podcasts from my community are. Uh, you trying to get nominated for different categories and such. So please let me know, and I'd love to nominate you potentially as well. And you can get that list at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 144, and I will soon have a video showing you how to nominate as well as when the time is right, showing you how to vote in the podcast awards by going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast awards. So please send me your questions, comment on the show notes, send me your feedback, stuff that you'd like me to cover in a future episode of the Audacity to Podcast. Again, show notes and all of that contact information are at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 144. 
Also keep an eye on the website because this week I will be posting my review of the Electrovoice RE20 and RE320 microphones, comparing them to the Heil PR40, as well as the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB. You can get that video from theaudacitypodcast.com or from theaudacitypodcast.com slash YouTube or slash iTunes video, the video editions of the Audacity Podcast, where I produce separate, completely different content. Please let me know if you'd like help with podcasting successfully or launching your podcast well. I'm available for one-on-one consulting, website design, and more. Check it out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash consulting. And follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like you can laugh with our clean comedy, theorize over TV shows, Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome. You can learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life. You can get a Christian worldview on the world around you. You can learn the philosophy behind science fiction. That one's new, the sci-fi show. You can also get Christian movie reviews with critical thinking and more to come at noodle.mx. The Audacity Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com and check out all of the awesome podcasts about the technology, but from all kinds of perspectives, gaming podcasts, mobile device podcasts, programming podcasts, boy, all kinds of things about technology. Check it out and it's all family friendly as well. That's at techpodcast.com.